What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. This is a solo episode today, and we're here to have fun. I love growing and talking about growing your business, business coaching, coaching company, life, relationships, anxiety, surrender. I'm all for it. Um, When I started listening to podcasts, I loved the Tim Ferriss show and he talked all about travel and travel hacking. And when I read his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, it really changed the way I thought about my life and career and lifestyle and all that. So I definitely want to get into an episode like this. I want to start by telling a quick story, which is when I was living in New York City from, call it 2012 to 2020, did a lot of traveling. I flew out internationally out of JFK. I flew internationally out of Newark Airport, which I really loved. It was kind of like the hidden secondary New Jersey International Airport. And I would hunt for deals all the time. So I'm a big fan of Scott's Cheap Flights. He was a uh, he was I think episode three of the Brendan Burns show actually Scott Scott Keys he he has the email list called Scott's Cheap Flights yeah he was episode number three of the Brendan Burns show Scott Keys on finding cheap flights and turning it into a seven figure business really cool guy essentially he started an email list to promote not to promote just to share between his friends hey, you can get a $160 round trip flight to Italy or hey, $400 one way to Tokyo. And so he started this email list finding kind of mistake fares. So when the airline puts out a flight either extremely cheap because the plane's empty or an actual mistake fare, which you can snatch up and book it before they correct the mistake. So he built this email list up and then he started charging some amount per year to be on the premium list and get the offers sooner and more offers for flights. And he turned, I think it was his revenue was over a million a year. Um, incredibly. And then he outsourced the deals, you know, finding searching to a team, I think in India, but really cool guy. And I was really into email lists like Scott's cheap flights and credit card point hacking. And I found a flight from JFK, I think maybe Newark, but I think it was JFK, uh, to, Copenhagen, I want to say for $99 on uh, Google flights, which is what I still use predominantly to find flights. And I remember talking to my friend at the time, a friend from law school, and she was living in London, working at a big law firm. And I was in New York and she's like, Oh, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, Oh, I'm going to Copenhagen. And she was like, man, I wish I were a millionaire. And it was funny because I was nowhere close to a millionaire at the time. I just wasn't travel hacker and I knew how to find cheap flights and use credit card points and Airbnb my place. And so I remember $99 one way direct flight 
So I flew in to Copenhagen, um, got a super cheap Airbnb, I think in Vesterbro or something. Yeah, Vesterbro, Copenhagen, which is kind of like the the Brooklyn of Copenhagen. It's like very cool and artsy and great restaurants. And I stayed with this guy in a small apartment, really good dude. I think he was a teacher and he had a second room that I stayed in. And I don't know if it was like 40, 50 euros a night, but very affordable. And I had this great trip and I was actually, I booked, I think for four or five days in Copenhagen, which is actually a little bit, um, that's a lot of time for that city. It's not that big of a city. And you could obviously go see other parts of Denmark and get out into the country. But I had kind of spent the first three days just seeing everything, walking around, exploring. And I still had a fourth day. So I go back on Google Flights. And I don't know what made me think of this. But I go back on Google Flights and I start searching, you know, what's the, like for day trips. I think I was genuinely looking for, you know, another place in Denmark or just somewhere I can get on a train. And then it's, it popped up like day flights. And so I go and I look and I can even pull it up now. I'm curious what it'll say, but it said, but I was like, basically the cool thing about Google maps uh, or Google flights is you can click explore. So you can put in, let's just put in Copenhagen demo. CPH is the Copenhagen airport code. And you put a round trip, let's say for tomorrow, the sixth, same day, you know, go and come back on the sixth and then hit explore. And then it pulls up kind of like the world map and it shows you all the different prices. And so let's say we wanted to do nonstop only. <clears throat> it basically shows four cities, right? Well, actually it shows a lot more when you zoom in, but when it zoomed out, it showed like five or six cities. It shows Oslo, uh, Stockholm, uh, Berlin, Warsaw. So Warsaw is actually where I went kind of spoiler alert. I did a day trip back and forth to Warsaw from Copenhagen. It was so fun and funny. I'll tell you a little bit more about it. But, you know, you can set set it to nonstop and then we can set the pricing too if we wanted um, to, let's say, like, you know, under $300 round trip. <clears throat> and, and yeah, I mean, there's still significant. I mean, the cheapest one right now that's popping up is London, uh, which is $137 round trip, full airline pricing for the day trip. Um, it is a two-hour flight. Let's see how long Warsaw is. Warsaw is about $200 right now. It's an hour and 25 minutes is what they list. So it's probably about an hour flight because they usually list it as longer than it actually is. So anyway, I decided I'm going to go to Warsaw and I booked the flight. It says it's 224 round trip. Now, I think it was about half that at the time. I think it was about $100. And so and it's about an hour flight. So I woke up at like 7 a.m., I walk to the, this is what I love about these European cities. You walk right to the train station, you get on the train, modern, clean. It's like a 20 minute ride, maybe a half hour, I forget, but I think it was about 20, 30 minutes from the Copenhagen, from the train station I was at directly to Copenhagen airport. I didn't have any luggage with me, which is crazy. I've never traveled, like walk through airport security, <laughs> just me. I don't even know if I had, I guess I had a backpack maybe, but I don't even think so. I'm just kind of like walking through the airport with holding nothing and then get on the flight. And uh, it was actually crazy what happened. It was really fun. Um, we get up, uh, we take off and we're flying from Denmark, which is obviously a little west, right? It's kind of like southern Denmark. And then we're flying west to Warsaw. And then I think due to really bad weather conditions, we actually had to make an emergency landing um, in Poznan 
which is another city in Poland. And we land in Poznan and they said, you know, we're just going to refuel here. We're going to let the weather settle a little bit. And then we're going to go over to Warsaw and circle. And if they can let us land, we'll land. If not, we're going to have to go back and we'll refund you. But anyway, we took off again from Poznan, flew to Warsaw. The weather was clear enough. And so we landed. And then I just kind of walked out of the airport in, in I mean, get to Warsaw. It's probably 9 a.m. at this point of the whole day. Flight was probably 5 or 6 p.m. that night. And I'm like, all right, what should I do? So I go, I walk right into a cab and I'm like, all right, yeah, just take me downtown city center. And then I realize I'm hungry um, for like maybe late breakfast, early lunch. Maybe it was a little bit later. Maybe it was like 10, 30, 11. I was like, yeah, maybe I can get in for like an early lunch somewhere. And so I Google, um, you know, nicest restaurants in, um, in Warsaw. And so I put it in and the place that comes up was called, I forget what it was called, but it was like Roxana or Rosanna, something like that. And it was just so good. And I remember going in and I saw all these like uh, Polish businessmen and suits and everyone was very nice and fancy and they spoke English. And the whole thing I think was like $10 US. It was like 40 Polish sloty or whatever the currency is. And I had this incredible five course lunch and it was so much fun. And then after that, I was just kind of exploring and I went around and I walked through the city and the parks and I had so much fun. And then the craziest part was actually, I couldn't, I don't know if they had Uber yet at the time. This is like 2015 and I couldn't get a cab and I didn't know anyone. And it was like kind of like quiet too, because it was winter and I'm trying to find a bus and the buses aren't stopping. And I go on Google maps and I'm like, I'm in I'm in that, I'm like in that sort of downtown area. And I go like, how far is it actually to the airport? And it says it's like a 30 minute walk or something. And I'm like, you know what, let me just do it. And it was again, another first for me, I walked to the airport and I remember it was a little sketchy kind of leading right into the airport. There was like a lot of ramps and there weren't really any pedestrian walkways. So it was almost like walking on the side of the highway, but I did it. And I just walked into the airport, jumped on my flight hour, came back home, jumped on the train, 20 minutes back in my Airbnb for dinner and I come in and the Airbnb host, he, he's looking at me, he's like, oh, hey, Brendan, how's it going? Yeah, it's good. How's your time in Copenhagen? Oh yeah, it's great. I'm really enjoying myself. He goes, cool, yeah, well, I'm just curious, what did you do today? And I was like, oh, I went to Poland. <laughs> and his face was hilarious. He, he just couldn't believe it. He was like, what do you mean you went to Poland? And I was like, yeah, I just went to Poland for the day, went to Warsaw, landed in Poznan also. And he was cracking up and I told him the whole story. And it was just, these are just kind of some of the fun travel stories that I've been able to go on. And, and really, you know, this was over a weekend, I think maybe a long weekend, maybe I took a Friday, Monday off from work, but talking about one or two vacation days, talking about the $99 flight to Copenhagen from JFK, everything public transit. Like I remember when I lived in New York city, you could jump on the ACE train line I would walk, I would walk with a carry on roller suitcase. That's all I would bring. Still all I ever bring when I travel. And I would walk to the E train. I would take it 275 is, uh, for the ride. And then you take it to the air train, which I think is $5. And then that gets you into JFK into the terminals. So you're talking about $7 and seven, maybe the air train is six, maybe they've raised the price, but you're talking about like 70 bucks to get to the airport, the $99 flight. Um, public transit to the cope to Vesterbro 
and then walked to my Airbnb. Sometimes even like when I went to Helsinki, Finland, you just get off at city center and you could, I would walk to the Airbnb like 20, 30 minutes. Like it's fun for me to do that. And then just kind of using credit card points, the Airbnb that I stayed in was like, like I said, 30, 40 euros a night, maybe. And then the, the best part was putting my apartment in New York city on Airbnb for like $200 a night. So if I was gone for like three, four nights, it could be like $800 free flights, maybe 150 for Airbnb, another couple hundred for food. So it actually profit off of this experience. And it was just really fun. So that's an example of some of the travel that I was doing when I was living back in New York. I still do similar types of stuff now. And this is all possible for you. And in this episode, I'm going to share some of my favorite travel hacks for how I've been able to do this. I also want to say that travel was really powerful for me in my life, specifically because I kind of went through this phase of a lot of personal development that I was doing kind of on my own. I now do a lot of personal development in community and with support of other people, but I think I was a little more introverted, a little more shy. I need a little bit more extra inner healing kind of on my own first. And so I remember even being in Copenhagen, reading the book, Breaking the Cycle by George Collins, who's a coach on porn addiction. And I loved his book. And I remember contacting him actually while I was in Copenhagen. I remember him calling me back, getting a voicemail on my phone from George Collins when I was in Copenhagen. I called him back when I got back to the US, but I read his book on audiobook. I listened to it. I would go to cafes. I would journal. I would connect with my feelings. So travel to me was also this kind of safe space where I could go somewhere different kind of be in a place of protectionary mode, really focusing on myself, focusing on healing and growth. And it added a lot of value and it really transformed my life. So it was fun to kind of combine, not just, oh, I'm going to go travel and check boxes, but also do something really good for me as well. So uh, that's just a quick story, but I'm going to kind of talk through some of my favorite travel hacks. And I'm going to share three sort of categories of travel hacks. One is <clears throat> how I get free flights and hotels. Second is how to get um, a trip to a, an additional country for free. And the third is going to be kind of a rapid fire of like four or five different travel hacks, kind of smaller things that I like to do when I travel. <clears throat> so how I get free flights and hotels, I kind of covered it a little bit through the Poland story and the Copenhagen story. But the, one of the best things you can do, and it's probably obvious to a lot of people at this point, but using the credit card points to get the free flights. And there's different ways to go about this. You can get new travel credit cards, which often have sign-up bonuses, either just for getting their new card, or if you get the new card and, and hit a minimum spend amount within typically the first three months, you'll get these really big sign-up uh, bonuses. So like 50,000, 75,000. Some cards even have 100,000 free points if you sign up and spend a certain qualifying amount in the first certain amount of months. And these are great ways to just get a huge amount of points up front. Because for example, if I wanted to fly, I'm just looking at some dates right now. Um, I live in San Diego, so I could fly San Diego to Tokyo. That's fine. I'm looking at some flights here, one stop, $900 round trip. But if I said, you know, what, I'll just take a cab or I'll get up to LA and fly LA to Tokyo nonstop, 11 hours, 11, it says 1145 round trip right now, $621. So if we do some quick math on that, that's about 62,000 points. But let's say you get the Chase Sapphire Reserve card. So whether you get the points through that card or any Chase credit card, you can transfer them to reserve points, which converts at one and a half point spend. You're talking about 
41,000 points to get a completely paid for round trip to Tokyo, which I'm confident if you sign up with most Chase credit cards, you'll get a 50,000 plus points bonus. So right there, you go get a new credit card, you have a free round trip flight to Tokyo, Japan. So the credit card points are a great way to do it. Now there's also a lot of fun nuances that you can get into with the credit card points. Like for example, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, you get three points for every dollar you spend on food and travel. Um, I actually have a couple credit card. I have one credit card right now, but there are a few at least I know about where if let's say you have a coaching business or an online business and you're spending money on ads on like Facebook ads or social media ads, there are credit cards like the Chase, one of the Chase Inc. cards that I have and then the Amex Gold card, Business Gold, where you get, I think, 3x points on social media ad spend. So right now we're spending 10, 12,000 a month on ads. That's like 30,000 points a month just on that ad spend. And I know not everyone's spending that, spending any money on ads or spending that much, but it's, it's a really nice thing if you can kind of get that dialed in if and when you hit that point in your business. So credit card points, amazing way to get free flights. Um, also, just kind of like walking through another trip I went on right after I left Wall Street and started my coaching business. But before I really started, I kind of spent a year having fun and traveling. I did this trip. My first trip was to Portugal and Morocco. And so the Portugal flights were very similar where I used credit card points and I, I flew on uh, TAP or TAP Portugal. So I got the flights through the points there. But then when I landed in, after a couple of days in Portugal, I flew to Morocco on an airline called Ryanair, which is an extremely low cost airline, which is great. And I think the flight was like 10 euros or something ridiculously cheap. So once you get from kind of, from like, you know, to the other, to the next continent, the local uh, flights can be extremely cheap. And so Ryanair had, all, Ryanair had all these deals. So in terms of the flights, like points for the main flight over to Portugal, then, um, very cheap flight Ryanair from Portugal over to Morocco with a layover in Madrid. And then for the hotels and food, again, I just put my place on Airbnb. You can either get a lockbox, a property manager to help out, essentially listed on Airbnb. Airbnb used to, I don't know if they still do this, but they would send a professional photographer to come shoot your apartment or house because for them, they're incentivized to have good listings on their platform. So they actually paid for a photographer to come took all the pictures, we set it up and then, yeah. And then again, call it like 150 to 200 bucks a night. I was getting at the time for my listing that, and call it a week trip. That's, you know, over a thousand bucks right there to then use on hostels, hotels, Airbnbs in Morocco and in Portugal, which I did. I stayed with locals, which is even more fun too. You get to connect and get shown around, taken around by locals. So it was really fun. And yeah, that's kind of how to do it in a nutshell, like really understanding how the credit card point system works, um, listing your place on VRBO or Airbnb, and then taking advantage of local opportunities like staying in an Airbnb locally, which should on average be a lot cheaper if you're coming from the United States. Second travel hack I want to share is how I do, how I extend trips for free and get to stay in an additional country. So I did this, I've done this at least twice now and it's really fun. So I've done this when I was going to a, uh, 
Turkey with my friend James. And then I also did this. And, and so I got a free trip to Switzerland in between. And I'll explain how that works in a second. And I also did this when I was going to uh, Chile or Chile. And I stayed in Paraguay on the way home for free. So the way this one works is I'll do the, I'll do the Paraguay trip first. So I flew probably JFK to Chile. And I think it was a direct flight again, using points and, um, took the subway to the air train, kind of kept everything cheap and fun. So I get to Chile and then my flight home from Chile, I actually had like multiple layovers. It was like Chile to, um, somewhere in Brazil, I think Rio or like Sao Paulo, maybe let me look at a map. Cause I'm, I'm curious if it was, if it was, uh, Sao Paulo first. Okay. So Paraguay is south of Brazil. So what probably happened was it was Chile to Asuncion, which is the capital of Paraguay, then Asuncion to Brazil. I think it was Sao Paulo and then Brazil back to New York. So the way this works, and I don't know if this still works, but I'm, it should still work either the same price or within, you know, a couple dollars. But the way it worked when I did this was, <clears throat> so let's say I fly to Chile on a Monday and I'm going to come back the following Monday, right? So it's the second Monday I'm coming home and, and it's like a long, like 20 hour flight. Cause I have Chile to Paraguay, Paraguay to Brazil, Brazil to New York. What you do is instead of taking all, so it's one, two, three, instead of taking all three of those flights on that Monday, you, you set Chile to Asuncion, Paraguay for that Monday. And then the second and third leg of the return flight, you push to like Wednesday or something. And as long as you do it as a multi-flight trip in Google flights, or even through the airline, typically you keep the same exact flight numbers, the same exact flights, but you just push like leg two and leg three a couple days out and hold those on the same day. It typically all holds at the same price. So now you took like a two hour layover in Paraguay and turned it into a two day layover in Paraguay and it's, and, and there's no additional cost. So the only additional cost would be like the Airbnb. I stayed at in Asuncion, which I think I got like a really nice place for maybe 30, 40 bucks a night staying with this couple, this guy and his girlfriend who were awesome. And so now I have just added a free trip to Paraguay into my vacation for whatever the incremental Airbnb cost was, maybe like 40, 50, $60. And so that's how you do it. And it's the same thing um, with when I went to Turkey. So, and the way to do it too, is just kind of like look at where the layovers are. So for example, let's say we go to Google flights and then I was going from say San Diego <clears throat> to, um, I don't know, let's say I wanted to go to Berlin, Germany, right? And let's do like a Monday to a Monday. Now, because I'm coming from San Diego, there's definitely gonna be some layovers involved. And so you can see right here, there's like some of the, some of the options are, um, I could fly like British Airways, which would have a layover at London Heathrow. <clears throat> or I could fly um, on Lufthansa, which has a layover, it looks like in Frankfurt, Germany. So what I wanna think about is where, like, what layover would be more interesting to me? Like, where would I want that for you? There's also Delta KLM has a trip with a layover in Amsterdam. So, but let's just say I wanted to, you know, I've never been to London. I'm going to Berlin. I'm going to Germany. 
but I want to also experience London a little bit. I've never been there. So what you do is you just pick, you would say, okay, so San Diego uh, to London, right? And you get in London at 10 a.m. And then at 1.50 p.m. is a two-hour flight over to Berlin. All you do is you just change the dates. You make it, you take it from a, it says one-way trip, round trip, or multi-city trip. So what you do is you just change it to a multi-city trip. And now you put in all the same flights, make sure you have all the same like flights, flight times. They typically like the same flights will run every day, but you know, you probably want to space it out two days to have a couple extra days to just enjoy it in London. And then what I would do is I would put in all the dates, but then I would change. So if Monday was the flight to London, then instead of Monday being the flight from London to Berlin, I'd make that for like Wednesday, for example, and the same price should hold up. So it's a really fun way to do, to add an additional free country to your, your trip. I also did this when I went to Turkey. So I was flying, I can put this in right now. So let's say New York. And this is another thing I like about Google flights is you can just put in New York and it'll put in like, it'll include JFK, like all the local airports. But then let's say I wanted to go to Istanbul, Turkey round trip. What's coming up is let's see. So we actually have, there's actually a nonstop flight on Turkish airlines, which is cool. But Air France flies there with a layover at CDG, Charles de Gaulle, which is Paris's airport. Um, Lufthansa flies there with layovers in Brussels and Frankfurt. Um, there's another, yeah, Lufthansa, Lufthansa and France. So you could say Frankfurt looks interesting. When I actually went on this flight, um, I, I the best one of the best prices and best options was Swiss Air. And so Swiss Air had a layover, I think it was in Zurich. So let's see if I go Swiss Air. Swiss only. See if they have a flight. They don't right now. So it's interesting to see like who's doing the routes and what's going on. But at the time, Swiss Air had a route and they had a really affordable route. So it was JFK to Zurich and then Zurich to Istanbul. And again, I just took that Istanbul flight and pushed it out like three days or two days or whatever it was. So that, and then I got a cheap Airbnb in Zurich. I had this local guy, I remember meeting up with him and he let me in the place. And I was just wandering around Zurich, enjoying a free sort of mini trip to Switzerland on the way to Turkey. My friend said, hey, meet me in Turkey on a Tuesday. And I said, cool. Instead of flying Monday overnight to Tuesday and just going straight to Istanbul, I think I flew out maybe Saturday overnight and then had Sunday and Monday in Switzerland. I basically free trip minus the Airbnbs for a couple of nights. And so that's that's the second travel hack I want to share, which is extending some of the legs of your trip with no cost difference to have an additional country that you can experience. Some last kind of final section three of like additional tips, I would say um, one packing tip that's really fun for me is I kind of have my suitcase and my toiletry kit all pre-packed. So I have like, you know, not two toothbrushes, but like two of kind of everything else. Like I already have my contact lenses set up in the toiletry case or the toilet kit, like, you know, extra tooth, mini toothpaste, like everything's kind of ready to go. Same thing with my suitcase and my, and my backpack. Like I have a second laptop charger. I have the computer case ready to go. I have a second iPhone charger. Um, I have like underwear, socks, like a laundry bag, all like everything's kind of already in there. So for me to pack, like I could fly internationally like tonight, no problem. And probably just spend 30 minutes putting in some t-shirts, sweaters and whatever. 
I have pre-packaged said second set of things. There's a second water bottle in my backpack, the computer charger, all these things. And I always carry on There's a backpack and my roller to me that fits in the overhead bin. So it's re- it makes packing really easy. Cause like kind of half the battle's already done right away. It's like all set up and I just have to throw in kind of whatever specific to the weather, wherever I'm going and I'm good. Um, I'm a big fan of both TSA pre-check and clear. I, you can combine them now where you can be in the pre-check line and clear. I think clear lets you, sk- so like, yeah, clear lets you skip the line, whether it's the regular line or the pre-check line. And then, um, and then if it's pre-check, then you don't have to take stuff out of your pockets or take your laptop out. So combining pre-check and clear is awesome. I also love global entry. Um, also, this is kind of like a like an ergonomic thing, but I'm a big fan of good posture. I'm in my podcast studio right now. My chair has this good lumbar support right in my lower back. Knock on wood, never had any lower back pain other than like when I was in high school football, like for a few weeks. So what I do is I will take like a Patagonia vest that I can roll up into kind of like a lumbar back support, or you can get something online, I'm sure. And I always have it in my bag or even like a thick sweater. And I'll always like when I'm sitting on the flight, throw it like behind my lower back and it makes the flight so much more comfortable. Good lower back support. And the last thing I'll say is coconut oil. I, I've heard about this from a number of people, including Tim Ferriss. Coconut oil is kind of like my go-to for everything in life. Like I even have some in the podcast studio right here. It's great for your skin, nails, hair, good to cook with, um, it's just great for everything and especially traveling. Cause when, when I personally get on flights, I find that the, the air is extremely dry and I'll like my skin will get all dry. I'll even get nosebleeds sometimes. So what I like to do is bring coconut oil with me everywhere I travel and sometimes try to be intentional about having it like in my backpack for the flight to just kind of apply to my skin, my nails, um, cuticles can get very dry. It's kind of like a great sort of multi-purpose, all-purpose um, moisturizer kind of body product. So I'm always bringing that when I travel and it's kind of nasty, but I'll put it in my nostrils. Like, cause like the skin or the membranes, like in your nostrils can like dry out like hardcore. And then you can get like, um, I forget what it's called. Um, nasal infections or whatever, whatever those things are that people get, uh, sinus infections. So <clears throat> yeah, that's it. So anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I've been to now like 50 or 60 countries. I used to count and now I don't because I think it's kind of lame. Like it's not about how many places you've been. It's about the experiences you have there. But I have done this in, you know, 50 plus countries and all 50 states. And it's just, it's really important for me to travel and experience the world, the country and the world and to have fun doing so and to have fun doing so affordably. Hopefully, this either give you some travel inspiration to go book your next flight, like go book your next flight right now, wherever you always been wanting to go, go take it, go book it. And realizing that you don't need to be a millionaire or a billionaire to go on trips. I just laid out some pretty efficient ways to get some free trips or very low cost trips going. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this, go get your travel on, go book your next trip, use this as inspiration. And I will see you guys on our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If you're interested in building or scaling an online coaching business just like me, visit brendanhburns.com slash book and get a free one-on-one personalized coaching session to learn how to set it up. 
Again, for a free one-on-one personalized coaching session so you can have a thriving online coaching business that you can run from anywhere in the world, just like me, visit brendanhburns.com slash book to set it up. Thanks again for tuning into the show and have a great day.